The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. In today's sermon, Elder John Morgan Owens takes us to Matthew chapter 13 and the parable of the sower and the seed. While most people in the religious world make this parable to be about who is or is not a child of God, Brother John Morgan rightly divides this parable and shows us that it has to do not with who's going to heaven or who's going to hell, but with how we hear the gospel and why some hear and obey and why others don't. He also gives us good encouragement about how we can move from the wayside and the stony ground and the thorny ground into the good ground. Join us as we begin to listen to this sermon today entitled, The Parable of the Sower and the Seed. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Yeah. 
Turn with me, if you would, over to Matthew. Let's go to chapter 13. We're going to join uh, Jesus here uh, for some teaching. In verse 1, it says this, The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon, th- uh, upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. All right, so Jesus teaches this uh, parable of the sower here. And I love that Jesus teaches in parables because he knows <laughs> that we are simple minded, we need examples. Okay, so he gives us these vivid examples. And this one is of somebody throwing out seeds, okay? Throws out seeds onto the ground. If only we could interpret what this means, right? If only we could sit here and say, well, what does this parable mean? You know, a lot of people use this in different ways. Some people use this, this parable to, to show uh, that you have to hear. They, they, they take the, the seeds to be uh, the gospel, which I believe it is. And they say that you have to receive the, the word. And then, uh, so the good ground is the people who receive it and grow fruit. And so they're the only people that are children of God. Everybody else are just reprobates. If only we had some way to interpret <laughs> uh, what this actually means, right? Well, let's skip over here to verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Jesus and just... Uh, a few verses over, he's going to explain what it means. And he says, verse 19, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, so here's what he says, here's what the seed is. He said, the seed is the word of the kingdom, okay? And understandeth it not. All right, so we'll talk about here in just a second. Word can mean many things. Uh, There's a sense in which in Scripture, word is talking about uh, the word is talking about Jesus Christ himself, okay? But this is the word of the kingdom that people have to understand, okay? So this is talking about a gospel, the gospel, the good news, the teachings of the Bible. It says, if anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart, this is he which receives seed by the wayside. Okay, so you've got several different categories. We've got a wayside, we've got a stony ground, we've got a thorny ground, and then we've got the good ground. And of all of these, you would say probably the most uh, desperate is the wayside because the seed hits the ground and before it even takes root, you've got the the birds come up and catch it up and, and it goes away. And so many people would say, you see, here's somebody 
who is not a child of God. Well, let's, let's dig into this just a little bit more. Let's go to uh, the book of John. If you want to keep your finger in Matthew, we're going to keep uh, jumping back there. John chapter 8. Jesus teaches us something about hearing. Because you notice, he says, when anyone, in verse 19, he says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. Okay, so you've got somebody who is hearing something, but just not understanding it. That's the wayside person. And so when John 8 and verse, uh, 40, verse 43, he's talking to these, uh, to these uh, Pharisees, and he says, Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Here he's talking to somebody, these Pharisees, as a, as a category of people who cannot hear him. That's why they don't understand him. Whereas in contrast to those people, you've got this, uh, you've got this wayside hearer that hears the words. They hear it. They just don't understand it. Okay? Um, let's go to um, 1 Corinthians. You know this. 1 Corinthians 2.14. I could probably quote it, but I would rather just get it right. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says this, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You see, in order to hear something, <laughs> you have to be alive to hear it. Also, uh, Jesus uh, teaches to Nicodemus, he says, uh, unless you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, he's using a different sense of, of uh, perception there of seeing, but the, the principle is the same, okay? A dead person does not see, a dead person does not hear. And then also in Ephesians 2, we, we read about how we, in our natural state, were dead and he came along in the new birth and revived us and gave us life and in a miraculous way brought us from death to life okay so when you have somebody in the scripture here who is hearing something you've got somebody who is already alive who can hear but but as he was speaking to the Pharisees, they looked alive. They looked alive physically, but he said, you cannot understand what I'm preaching to you because you cannot hear my words. You can't hear it. And so even though they looked alive physically, they were not alive spiritually to hear the word uh, of the gospel. Okay. And so when many people would take this parable of the sower and say here is here is categories of people that um, you know three of them are not children of God and one of them is and that they they hear the word and then they grow this fruit within themselves see that's them being born again in response to the gospel that's not possible okay because in order for them to even hear the gospel to begin with they've got to have ears and they've got to be alive so this this does not stand <laughs> 
for what so many people would, would uh, make it to stand for. So you've got a person in the wayside that they hear the word, so they're alive. They just don't understand it. Now, think about all of the beauty and the joy in the gospel that you miss out on because there are certain passages maybe that you just fail to study or fail to understand. But now, notice this also. Uh, in verse 19, Jesus teaching us about what this means. He says, Then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart, that is, he which receives seed by the wayside. So there's another element to this. The seed just sits on the ground because they don't understand what it means. They, they hear it, they receive it, but it just sits there. And then the wicked one comes along, Satan comes along, and snatches up the seed and, and pulls it away. Now, if he's talking, if this passage is about eternal salvation and about categories of people who are eternally saved, then we've got, we've got to deal with some things here, okay? That means, if that is the case, that means that Satan can come along and steal you away from God eternally. And do you think that's the case? <laughs> do you think for one second that your God is not strong enough and powerful enough to deal with Satan? He is, and he did. So, what's happening here, let's look at John chapter 10, uh, verse 27. Jesus says this in John 10, he says, My sheep hear my voice. He's, he's playing on that again. He says, they hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You see, it's not, it's not everybody hears the voice of God, and then the people that follow him become his sheep. He says, no, my sheep hear my voice. Now, it's a blessing when you follow him, okay? <laughs> and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He's talking about the eternal security of God's people that are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Also, we read in Romans 8, we read about all those beautiful things that God saves us and His plan of redemption and all of these things and, and, and saving His people and how none are lost. And then he says, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? And so, do you think that Satan is going to come along and take one of God's children and just snatch them away because they don't understand something? That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about eternal salvation in the parable of the sower, okay? If we were, we've got some big doctrinal problems. We're talking about hearing the gospel. Okay. So what is the word here? I think we've already kind of talked about that. We, we've sort of, I've mentioned that it is uh, the gospel, but you don't have to take my word for it. Uh, no pun intended. The word that we're talking about here, uh, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 tells us about what the word can mean uh, and what I would deposit is what the word doesn't mean in this, uh, in this parable of the sower. 1 Peter 1 and verse 23 says this, talking about being born again. He says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, 
which liveth and abideth forever. Okay, so here it is. People that believe in gospel regeneration, meaning the gospel comes to you, you believe the gospel, and then you're born again. All right, well, they, they might use this verse and they might say, well, see, there it is. Being born again by the word of God. Well, keep reading here. I think we'll understand what this word of God is. It says, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Okay, so if it really is, if, if that word that you're talking about is, is borning you again, if that is the gospel message, then his statement here in verse 25 is redundant because he says, and this word which by the gospel is preached unto you. If that is the gospel, if that word is the gospel, then what it would read, it would read like this. And this is the gospel which by the gospel is preached unto you. See, it doesn't make any sense. It's because that word there is something else beside the gospel. It is the word Jesus Christ. Now, do we know that, that uh, Jesus has been referred to as the word? Yes, in John 1 it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then, and then it keeps on going, and then it says, and the Word became flesh. I mean, it's, it's clear. That is Jesus Christ, the Word of God. You also, also see in Hebrews 4 where it says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing even the joint and the marrow, and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It, and it, it goes on to say, verse 12, verse 13, it says, referring to that Word, that two-edged sword... <laughs> It says, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Who is the person that we have to do, with whom we have to do? It's Jesus Christ. It's him. See, it personifies this word as him. That's because it is Jesus Christ that this is referring to. Okay, so the word of the kingdom here in the parable of the sower is not that person, okay? Because you've got, you've got this word that is being sowed out as a representation of seeds here in this example. Some people hear it. Some people don't understand it. Now, certainly people heard Jesus preach and didn't understand it, didn't understand him. But when Jesus comes to born you again, when Jesus comes into your heart, he does not fail, okay? He does not walk away empty-handed. He doesn't knock on the door of your heart, and when you don't answer, he goes away. That's not how it works with your Savior, okay? When he comes, he conquers. He wins. He gets you, okay? So we're talking about the gospel message here in the parable of the sower. Let's go to verse 20. Let's move on. We've talked enough about the wayside person. Let's go to the stony ground. It says, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it, yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. All right, so you've got a, you've got a different, completely different category. You've got somebody that they describe here as stony ground, 
where there's, not, there's no depth of earth. There's just maybe a little bit of dirt there. And then the seed is sown, and then it, it springs up immediately. And then, because of the trials of life, because of, in the example, the sun beating down on it, and since it doesn't have any depth to draw upon, it withers up and, and, and ceases producing any fruit. Okay? Now, again, if we're talking about a category of people who were not children of God, if this whole thing is about eternal salvation, which it is not, okay, but if it were, then you've got, you've got to deal with something here. You've got a situation of people who at one time in their life begin to show fruit of, the, of, of being born again, and then they fall away. Well, you know, uh, as I've mentioned before here, for some reason, we as, as human beings get hung up on works. We get hung up on it, you know. We believe that Jesus saved us by grace, by, by His good works, He saved us. And there are many people, many uh, uh, others in, in the kingdom of God, many um, other denominations, if you will, that believe in the grace of Jesus Christ and, and the salvation by grace, but then they begin to add works into it. Again, by saying, but... If you don't persevere in good works, you might fall away and, and you know, lose your salvation. Or in this situation, as the stony ground person, they might say it was because they never really were a child of God to begin with. They were, they were a fake. They looked like a child of God, but they really weren't. And I've got problems with that, okay? I've got big problems with that. <laughs> One is that Jesus himself says about this category, <clears throat> this stony ground, when, the, when it springs up, he says, he that heareth the word. Again, you've got somebody who hears. You've got somebody who is alive. And then it says, uh, and anon, and, and immediately with joy receiveth it. Now, turn with me over to Galatians, if you would. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. All right, so Paul here lists a bunch of bad qualities, a bunch of sinful behaviors. And then he contrasts that to the fruit of the Spirit, the evidences of God's presence, of, of someone who is born again. And he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. You know, what a beautiful thing. You've got these qualities that are fruit of the Spirit, okay? You're not going to find these qualities in people who are not children of God. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismccool at gmail.com. That's the letter J. 
C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.